0: And
1: then
2: away a... No, not at all. What a time to be alive! The Disposal efficiency. Episode fifty-three of the Pressure Point podcast. Round ten of footy is done. We're almost at the halfway mark of the season. Teams are flying. Some teams not so not so much. Um, I know your Tigers are. Um, they're getting written off a little bit, but very brave, very brave person to be writing off Richmond at the moment.
1: Well, we love that. I love a bit of, you know, a bit of a negativity towards the Tigers. It only seems to drive us as it has in the Mm. past few years. So I'm still pretty optimistic. We've got some big players to come back, but we'll talk about the Tigers a bit later. I'll save it. Yeah. Save it.
2: Absolutely. Well, how was your weekend in general?
1: No, weekend was good. Weekend was good. um,
2: Started poorly on friday but started poorly yeah.
1: friday sadly um but it was you know a good occasion went out to the london tavern in richmond there watched the game so it was always good good atmosphere there apart from the fact that we lost played footy on saturday had a big win so we'll take that yeah uh, work Beautiful. sunday yeah so no, good weekend love
2: well, it how about you yeah pretty chill pretty chill went to the blues game on saturday um was a nice day out there um and that's pretty much it, it was pretty chill so it's um been good just to relax a bit on these last few weekends beautiful so. it's,
1: it's funny that Carlton win again and uh, you're introing the podcast back to normal <laughs> Were you a bit flat last <laughs> not week not handballing
2: in the intro over
1: no that's <laughs> it mate you're back to it this week after a nice win so you'll take that yeah
2: a bit more up and a bit I mean it, yeah it wasn't too impressive um but a win's a win and we'll take it we'll happily take it absolutely um but the big talking points that come out of the weekend is the MRO findings they've been pretty pretty surprising pretty um Pretty savage, to be honest. Very, yeah, just did not expect these um, findings to come down on these incidents.
1: I think they've overcompensated the AFL, and it, um, it was on the news earlier as well, and even some um, concussion experts were saying the AFL's crossed the line, especially with the um, the Mitch Duncan tackle there that got, well, the tackle on Mitch Duncan, I should say. Um, they've definitely taken it too far and been overcautious with it. You can't take out a player for a fair tackle, like that wasn't a dangerous tackle, it was a it was a chase-down tackle, which you see every week. It's actually a really nice tackle. We've got holding the ball for it. And now you're trying to what, take him out of the game. Yes, it's unfortunate. I'm, that's part of our game, though. You're going to get injured sometimes. It's not You don't want to see it, but you can't pin a player and make him miss two weeks of footy every time someone gets injured mm. when it's an accident. It wasn't a dangerous tackle. But anyway, that's my opinion anyway. I thought it was fine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Completely fine. Um, I think that'll get thrown out as soon as get, that gets to the tribunal. I can't see Nick Holman getting anything for that. I mean, it's just unlucky. Yeah, it's just unlucky
1: yeah. that that was the result. I'll I'd, 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 I'd be very surprised if something more comes out of this.
2: Yeah. So the other ones, well, the other contentious one was the Locky Plowman one on Jager O'Meara. Um, Obviously, Jager was pretty, I think he was definitely concussed. So that's come out of it. And it was a massive hit. But from what I saw at the game, it looked like Plowman had his eyes on the ball and it was just a fair contest. And it was just unlucky that O'Meara came off second best. That's so. it.
1: I mean, it's another one. I guess it'd be a little bit unlucky to. I think it was. If they judge by outcome, as they have in the past, you'd think Plamen would miss, but probably a little bit stiff if he does. Because I thought, yeah, same thing. Yeah, I thought he had his eyes on the footy, and it was all fair. Um, but like I said, you know, the result always plays into plays that into account.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They might even um, downgrade it to one week, but I think we've got a case there um, because. Yeah, it just it was no malice. And you, was get, you get taught, you're like if he backs out of that contest, you're probably going to be like, oh, what's he doing there? Oh, 100%. You know? so, That's what you're taught
1: to do as yeah. a footballer. I mean, it's a, it's a contact sport. Yeah, It's sad people get injured. It's just part of the game yeah. though, unfortunately.
2: Exactly. But the, um, the right call from the MRO was given Cole Hardigan three weeks for his elbow I thought you were Sam about Walsh. to say the
1: Marlon Pickett one that I was about to fire up. That's also a correct one. That's <laughs> not correct at all. Um, but yeah, you're right about the Cole yeah. Hardigan one. That was, um, you can't throw elbows. From
2: some fan footage as well. How good's that? Yeah. How good's that?
1: Just quickly as well, actually speaking of fan footage, I want to touch on that quickly. I thought this was quite funny over the weekend. Um, we're covering junior football um, and the other week we did a game for the St. Mary's football Junior Football Club and the YJFL actually looked at some of the footage that us at Game Face shot and saw a player get hit off, hit behind the ball, um, and this guy's missed two weeks now. Now the clubs turned around mm. and said to the league, "We don't want them filming our games anymore because our players just missed two weeks because they caught him knocking someone out." Oh god! So instead of the clubs saying to the players, "Hey, maybe don't take blokes out behind the ball," yeah. they're just saying we don't want our games filmed. So essentially saying we want to get away with it, keep doing it, but we want to get away with it. How wrong is that at That's junior terrible. level? That's terrible. That's what it seems like. What anyway, what sort of example
2: are they setting there?
1: Exactly right. I just thought it was quite funny how not, not, not telling the players not to hit people behind the ball. They were just saying, we don't want our games filmed so we don't get caught. Yeah, That's on. probably how Kyle Hardigan's feeling right now. Yeah. Fans caught him on uh, on, the, on the phone.
2: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I just don't know how that... I mean, there's that many cameras in the ground. How did that not get picked up, that Hardigan one? I'm honestly
1: surprised. I mean, Sorry. I'm sure if they looked, they'd have a camera that might have been on it, but I guess it just got missed. Yeah. So much happens in a game as yeah. well. It's easy for things to get missed, but it was just... Uh, or Hardigan was, I guess, was just unlucky that a fan happen, fam yeah. happened to be filming him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then the Marlon Pickett one. What are your thoughts on it? Oh,
1: I'm torn between. He went for a tackle. I thought anyway. And someone said today it looked like he was deliberately going for a clothesline, but it was in the play motion. It wasn't that. It was just as he kicked it. So mm-hmm. it was. He's in every right to try tackle him. Definitely a free kick. You yeah. got him above the shoulder. Yeah. I don't know if he deserves an yeah, issue. I don't week know about a he, suspension. Yeah, either. I don't know a fine maybe because it was mm. a bit uh, rough. But I mean, it's again a contact sport. Yeah. What do you want him to do? Lightly push him? Yeah, you got to go hard at the ball. So I don't know. I don't think so, but I could be biased.
2: Yeah, I think high tackle um, maximum there. So I think that should get thrown out as well. Is he going to the try They are challenging it, aren't they? Yeah, they're challenging. Yeah, they 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 yeah. yeah. It. So, so I think there'll be a couple there that'll be just be thrown out tomorrow night or whenever it whenever it's on. Yeah, I so think so
1: as well. Fingers crossed.
2: Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's get on to onto some of the teams. Uh, we'll start with the Essendon Footy Club. They're uh, they're flying at the moment. Unfortunately. It pains us to say. <laughs> um, nah, they're, they're going great. Credit where credit's due. They're, they're doing some good things at the moment. They've got a good young team. The Baby Bombers are back from 1993. Um, yeah, all things are going well. They're coming off a 70-odd point win against North Melbourne. So, I mean, it is just North Melbourne, but they still have to beat them by 70-odd points and. Put up a pretty good score too. Well,
1: you can only play what's in front of you. Yeah. So if you're having big wins like that, you'll take them every day of the week, whether it's against North or it's against anyone else in the competition. So yeah, yeah they'll, they'll be very happy with that, especially with the young list that they've got.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've got a big Essendon supporter that's going to call in tonight to talk about his bombers. Um, he's passionate about them. He's one of my close mates. So he's going to have plenty
0: to say. So we'll uh, we'll get him on the line now.
2: Yellow, here he is. We finally got him. We had a few technical difficulties earlier, but we've uh, we've got you now.
0: We
1: thought you were getting scared. No,
0: never. never. Not after a Bombers win. <laughs> no cold feet today.
2: Uh, now we we're just talking about your Bombers they had a pretty good win on the weekend, and they've been pretty impressive so far in the first ten rounds. What are your thoughts on on the baby baby Bombers so far? Yeah, we're happy with the baby Bombers so far.
0: It was. Um, and having a few wins be above the blues, be above the Saints would we'll
1: be pretty happy <laughs> I was waiting for a jab at Carlton right, what, are, what are your thoughts on that Mike what's your rebuttal
2: I mean that yeah, like as, as well as they're playing like you've got to give them credit But, yeah being above us it hurts a little bit, considering where our expectations this season compared to Essendon's. um I definitely would have expected us to be higher than Essendon uh, come round ten but we beat them only a few weeks ago, so we'll, we'll happily take that. Um, what's, been your, what's been your biggest highlight so far this season? I know there's a lot of good young players. As Quinn dropped something in the background, uh, there's been a lot of good young players so far. What's, um, who's been your favourite?
0: Yeah, mate. Obviously, the kids are good. I was the big rap for Nick Cox, when we picked him up. The highlights were very impressive. and um, I don't think he's hit his peak yet. Obviously, he's only a few games in, but he's, he looks one to watch. And I, uh, I also like Nick Nick Hind off a half-back, an improved version of Adam Sard, I think. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, well, Marcus was, was
1: getting fired up before the recording this about uh, Nick Hind. He was, uh, he wasn't happy with the comparisons or even saying that he was better than Adam Sard. Is that still a little bit, uh, bit of saltiness there that Sard left, or not at all now you got Hind?
0: Well, I don't know. Adam Sard, he runs fast and he kicks it long, but oh. the ball seems to come back the other way pretty quick as well. Whereas. Nick
2: Hind, he likes to hit targets. We like it, them. <laughs> good for me. Sard's in their <laughs> heads. Rent free, rent free. We love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now nah, Nick Hind has that nah, in in all fit. Nick Hind has been pretty good. Um, watched his game yesterday, and he was kicking. He kicked a really good goal in the last quarter, and his um, his ball use is great. Um, so you've done well there to replace Sard. We've done very well, to be honest. So. <laughs>
0: For Big 70 or whatever we got for him. It's, it's absurd that the Saints let him go for Big 70 or something.
2: Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So they've done really well. They're the Bombers. The
1: Saints could definitely use someone like him right now after the loss they just had on the weekend. Yeah,
2: exactly. So uh, what about what about Harry Jones? Did you, you just re-sign or you just ex- extended him today, I believe? Um, he's had a yeah, flying start to the season. Yeah, Harry's
0: got another two years. I think he signed four. He's looking good, actually. He was... I think he was pick 30 or something a couple of years ago. And obviously, he's still pretty skinny. But yeah, he looks like one for the future, which is good. Because apart from Joe, we haven't really had a key forward to get excited about it. has that for a long time.
1: Absolutely. And what are, you, what are your thoughts on some of the senior guys? Um, obviously, there's a few of those rolling around at the moment. Are you you're liking what they're putting out? Or are you thinking the young guys are sort of the ones holding you in good stead at the
0: moment? Uh, well, some of our senior players are senior leaders like Andy McGrath. Standing uh, up, obviously Darcy Parrish has gone to another level. Um, hopefully, we keep Zach Merritt, He looks like he's enjoying his footy, but you never know with free agency these days. And um, I think Dyson Heppel move for the half back line has been uh, a bit of a mastermind from the coaching great Ben Rutton.
1: It's, it's funny now, isn't it, oh, Ben Rutton?
0: <laughs>
2: right, like, can I just uh, touch on Ben Rutton? Because I remember about round one or round two, you were you weren't happy with him. Why well, have you have you changed your tune now?
0: Oh well, he was he was sitting on the bench while we copped up a forty point lead to the Hawks, and he, he just sat there like John Warfold. since then, he, he's turned it around. He's gone up to the box and he's, um he has been good. I, I'm a fan of Ben Run.
1: Nah, he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. I was just about to say before it's it's funny now that um you know Essendon supporters and I guess AFL fans in general are considering blokes like Andy McGraw and Darcy Parrish should be senior players when they're still. Fairly young. They've still got a lot of footy left ahead of them, but they're considered senior players now, which has to be giving you a lot of confidence going forward, knowing that you've got these guys at such a young age that are already standing up and leading the club forward.
0: Yeah, exactly right. I think our our list, even though it's young, it's probably in the best spot it's been for for 10 years or so, even though, um, I mean, we've only had four wins and we haven't beaten any top eight sides, but it's a young list. It's exciting. And um, yeah, our, our young senior leaders look to be one for the future
2: yeah I uh, just touching on your on your rebuild again i know was the end of 2018 you bought in all these ex- senior experienced players because you thought you were going to win a flag and you're pretty close to it and then only two three years later you, you're rebuilding again how has that come across towards Essendon fans like is it frustrating is it i mean you're all pretty excited now about it but do you feel like you over hyped your list at the time you know back in at the end of 2018
0: um, we had a lot of injuries to be fair, and at the time we were making finals, and we had um, Tyson Heffel missed two years, Joe Danaher missed two years. We had a lot of injuries, but um, I don't know. In, in those years, even though we had a few wins, we sort of we were beating the bottom teams, didn't really get close near the top teams. And I think even when we made the finals, we were just we were flogged by ten goals and we we're out early. So um, I don't know. It was good to get a few those players in, but. Yeah, it looks like youth is the way to go
1: at the moment. Absolutely. I think one of the big things in the past anyway was that Essendon were accused of not really having a brand of footy. I mean, you look at some clubs and Geelong obviously play that really slow style of footy where they chip it around a bit more, Richmond play with a bit more of a surge, but a lot of people were saying Essendon didn't really have much of a brand and they didn't have anything to really stick by, but I guess we're starting to see that now with these young guys that are bringing it out and they're really starting to stick to a game plan and Like you said, you've only won the four games so far, but with the list you've got, it really seems to be working.
0: Yeah, and I think, I mean, in terms of game plan, we had John Wurstbolt, who was appointed to sort of take us out past the drug saga period. And then I don't know. I mean, obviously, he was a successful coach in, like, 2006, but the game's changed a lot. And, And tactically, I don't know if he was the man to be putting forward our new game style with the way the game's changing and evolving.
2: Oh, well, that's good to hear. As a current supporter, we've just got John Werfel to pretty much look after our coaches. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, 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 that's good. <laughs> He's that's David Teague's consultant. It. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Jesus. it makes mind boggle when
2: what the boys do. <laughs> we are well. We're both equally as frustrating clubs. We are. We are very similar in. I mean, the last twenty years, definitely. Um, but. Geez, when we're both up and going, it's um, it's a strong force, and the AFL need Essendon and Carlton to be uh, both be up there. So
1: I'm good with them not being; it's fine.
2: Oh, mate, imagine, imagine <laughs> when we're both back up there. So, um, but yeah, talking about success, do you reckon you guys can play finals. I mean, it, it is a long uh, way off, but
0: not this year. Obviously, um, I think we'll probably be maybe three or four wins out this year. Um, but yeah, hopefully next year. Apparently, we've got a lot of salary cut space, so you never know if we can. Get a big free in, and at the, we start looking pretty good with another another year to our younger guys. So, yeah, potentially, but not this year. I wouldn't
1: have thought. Yeah, and I think a big thing for you guys this year. I mean, I I, I don't think you'll we'll play finals either, if I'm being honest. But I think a big thing for you guys this year will maybe be trying to get a scalp from a top eight. A top eight side you know you catch someone on, a, on their off day you guys have a really good day and you get a win like that and I think that just gives the fans and the players so much confidence knowing that they can take it up to some of the better sides in the comp do you reckon can you see any of those sort of games coming up in the rest of the season
0: well yeah we went up to I think we went up to GWS and lost by a kick we went up to Sydney lost by a kick um, so I think we're we're matching it better with the with the top sides than we were last year or the last few years Um so I reckon, yeah, I reckon we're a bit of a, a danger game for some clubs. Like, then we got the Tigers in two weeks at the G at springtime. You never know.
1: Jeez, you've you've caught the Tigers at a good time at the moment. We're a bit of a shambles at the moment ourselves. So you've probably caught us at a good time if you are uh, if, if you show up on the day. Yeah, you, like you said, who knows what could happen?
0: Yeah, well, you can't stay up forever, mate. We've won three of the last four flags, so yeah, you can't just. Polarize every team every week. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you what, it's funny. Everyone, everyone says to me, Surely by now you're just, you know, you're happy with whatever happens, but you never get sick of success, mate. I'll keep living it while I've got it, don't
2: worry. Oh, shut up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> As a bloke who was eight years old when the Dons won the flag, you just enjoy it with my friend if you're on. Cause If the Dons won one in the next few years, I would be going bananas.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, don't and worry, me, I've me been too. doing just that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, well, um, we'll, uh, we'll run this segment that we've been doing the last few weeks with our guests. It's called The Pressure Cooker, where we'll ask you a few questions to finish off the chat and uh, we'll get started when Quinn runs the uh, little music. Great sound effects. All right, I'll kick us off. If you had to delist one player in on your team, who would it be?
0: Uh, Marty Blayton, unfortunately. <laughs>
2: and right, on the other hand, if you could add one player
1: from another list, who would it be?
0: Uh I probably add one, we probably need a key forward, so maybe uh, one of the King Twins, Harry Mackay, somewhere around there.
1: No, no taking him. Marcus is shaking his head right <laughs> now.
0: <laughs> Harry gets free sign as well. You're you're paying bloody one point half flankers <laughs> and you haven't got Harry McKay free sign. <laughs>
1: Oh, you've probably got the salary cap to get him as well. Who knows? No
0: no You'll pick McGovern
2: on grand. <laughs> I mean, you can take McGovern if you want, happily. Um,
0: Who, who's doing the contract? Who's doing the contract Carlton? I'm
2: not sure. I'm not sure. It, it's 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 a bit of a farce, isn't it? Zach Williams played his first good game on the weekend and he's getting paid nine hundred or something. So
1: Didoro so will do something good for the bombers.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> no. not a, it's not happening. Imagine 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 Harry no, I'm not even gonna think about <laughs> it. Uh Oh, this this question is going to be pretty easy for you, I reckon. Which team do you love beating the most?
0: Uh, well, I actually really enjoy beating Collingwood on an Anzac day.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: that's really good. But I think, yeah, Carlton, the rivalry there.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah,
1: and you, I thought that one was coming as well. <laughs> I'll actually not surprised at all there. And then last one and the most important question of them all, who is your favourite pressure point co-host?
0: Oh, that's a tough one. Um. Marcus is one of my better mates. However, the rivalry between us, Tartan and Essendon supporters, that um, it used to stem to when we played AFL Evolution, Essendon versus <laughs> Even Sometimes I wouldn't go to sleep after our, our rivalry matches together. But it's an intense when game. It comes to, when it comes to football, I'll say Quinn, because yeah, I just can't stand any good supporter.
1: My man. My man. I'm 2-1 up now. 2-1 in the count. least you didn't
2: sit on the fence. I liked it. Yeah, we
1: had a couple of fence sitters early, a couple of uh, fence stampings in the bum, but I appreciate you uh, you coming up with an answer. So thanks for that, mate.
0: <laughs> no worries, brother.
2: All right. Thanks for coming on, uh, Rhino. It's been great. Appreciate your time and um, all the best for the Bombers in 2021.
0: All right, boys. Thanks for having me. Go Bombers.
2: Cheers, <laughs> <Jeez>, mate. <laughs> See you, mate.
0: Thanks.
1: Well, mate, you've got to be catching up to do. <sighs> 2-1 God. in the count.
2: That's... From one of my better mates, that is that hurts a little bit. But I, I, I can I can understand. I can understand. If he asked me that question, I'd probably say the same thing. I was you know?
1: really I actually really did expect him to go you there, like last week he was oh, I know Marcus a bit better, I'll go with Marcus. But he you know, went against the grain. He'd he the uh, the fan favourite.
2: That's how strong the rivalry is. Jeez, that's an, and Carlton rivalry. That's big. Yeah, that's that big. Tears friendships apart.
1: See, I'm going to have to start strategically choosing guests in the next few weeks. Blokes I know will specifically choose me, <laughs> just to just to clear that differential on the count.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was good. It was good chat. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, loves his bombers, and yeah, they're doing great things at the moment. So he's only got positive things to say. And um, no, credit where credit's due, though. They they are looking good, and they've got a good young list assembled there, don't they?
1: Oh, they—they they really do, and it's—I mean, they've—they've they've made us look silly because at the beginning of the year we didn't give them a chance to win many games at no, all. Not at
2: all. I, I picked them for the wooden spoon. Well, exactly right. And that I wasn't mean, even just tongue in cheek. That was like I just thought that that would just—they went to the draft. They were starting again.
1: What's so. what I, I thought it'd be them or North. Or mm. thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and now they're, they're only one game behind us. They've won four. We, Richmond have won five. I don't think anybody expected that, especially me. So yeah. they've done well. They've exceeded expectations. And I think all Bombers fans will be pretty happy at the moment.
2: Yeah, they're, they're all up and about. And you can tell the crowd yesterday was pretty big for Essendon North game. So they're, they're up and about, those Bombers fans. Um, another team that's in red-hot form is the Brisbane Lions. They are. Which you know all about painful, at the moment.
1: Painful to say, but yes, they are. They're in fantastic form at the moment. They're um, they're red hot, and I called it last week. I said I didn't expect us to go up there and beat them, especially on their home turf. But uh, they came out and they took it right to us. I thought we gave a good fight in the first half. We looked all right. We stayed in the game for most of it. But, um, yeah, they're just the better side on the night, and they ran away with it.
2: I mean, how can you stop Reese Matheson, though? Oh, my God, <laughs> this guy.
1: This guy. Now, look, I could be wrong when I say this. Um, And and maybe it was just because of injury or something like that. But I do a bit of volunteer work for the Coburg VFL club. And I did a match report when Coburg was playing um, Brisbane in the VFL and I had Reese Matheson in the VFL as one of the players to watch. This guy was in the VFL three or four weeks ago. How is he now the club's barometer? <laughs> when a V You know, get out of here, man. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. That's Yeah.
2: Well, Brisbane Brisbane haven't come out and said he's the barometer. No. He's called himself the barometer.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. And yeah. I mean it's ridiculous. Look, and maybe I'm wrong, but I have a pretty good feeling that once Chucky Neal's back in the side, they'll be back in the McGills. Yeah.
2: yeah, for sure. Um so him and his long hair and beast mode like, can like I don't mind him like showing aggression and, and being like a bit and showing a lot of confidence and a bit of arrogance. Like I don't mind it, but when you're flinging your head and diving for those high tackles, that's, that's when you can't, you can't, be talking like that. Are you a you know? tough guy or not? No. Nah, yeah. yeah, that's
1: the thing. I, I don't mind that either. See, I mean, I hated it on the night because I'm like, get a load of this guy, right? I yeah. can't stand it. But you look back at it, and if I saw a Richmond player doing it, I'd probably be loving it. Like, look at the swagger on this guy. Yeah. Like, he, 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 it is. It's impressive. And the way he went to straight to duck he took it to the play, yeah, best player. Yeah, he's not scared of anyone. No, but. and good on him for doing that. But then, yeah, don't go flinging your head back nah. and diving for free so kicks like Joel Selwood. That's where you lose everyone. And then, yeah, and then I'm sorry, to come out and then all the good players have gotten their team. Like, I'm sorry, I reckon Charlie Cameron would be more of a barometer than him.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. He'd be, he would be their barometer, wouldn't he? That's what I would think yeah. anyway.
1: And you come out on TV and say, I'm, I'm yeah. the team's barometer. Like, do you know what barometer means? A, look it up. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's just my opinion. I'm probably a little bit salty because they got us done. And I'm starting to hear all the memes come back now because at the uh, the end of this round, we're sitting ninth in the ladder and uh, this song's been playing a fair bit the last couple of days. We've
2: finished
0: ninth again. The tiger Tigers been.
1: I'm sick of that song. Mate, it's I love funny. That people pe- people forget. I mean, well, Richmond supporters don't, but a lot of people forget because we've been good the last couple of years and go, oh, look at this, look at this. But 95% of my life, that was my life. It was Richmond yeah. sitting in ninth and just missing finals. And then no, it was it was a nightmare. So I hate seeing this in that position, but I'm pretty optimistic still going forward. We've got some big players to come back. I think this week, Bolton, Prestia, Cochin potentially Shane Edwards, he's less likely, but at least those three are more than likely to come back this week. So um, yeah, I think we're still going to be all right going forward. We've got plenty of uh, talent yet to come back on the yeah. park.
2: Don't write off Richmond. Um, I'd like to know what your premiership odds are because surely they've drifted a bit. Oh, and I, I wouldn't mind getting on that.
1: I haven't checked, but they'd, they they'd they'd be would have. They would drift absolutely. Yeah, that'd be bad. That'd be pretty awful at the moment. So it wouldn't be yeah. a bad time if you're you know, like,
2: if you're an optimistic supporter. Was it 2019 where you drifted out to almost like was it a ridiculous? Yeah, well, figure, we was not well, like awful start season. to the year.
1: Similar to this, we yeah. had a pretty bad start. I think this is our this is a, the worst start we've had in a while. But it was a pretty bad start in 2019, Um yeah. and everyone yeah wrote us off. So it'll be yeah. a similar situation. The only thing I think this year is, I think it's going to be too hard for us to push back into the top four, which mm. gives us that double chance. And we needed it last year, losing the first final, um, which and it obviously just makes it so much harder to get to a grand yeah. final when you don't finish top four. I think it's probably going to be a bit too tough for us. But who knows if we. I mean it's you know, pretty optimistic to say this, but if we win every game from here on to the rest of the season,
2: then who knows? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, yeah, as long as you're not playing at Marvel or anywhere else, you'll be fine.
1: Well, as so. long as we can get our supporters out. <laughs> Marvel's a dangerous track, and it's you know, it's scary for Richmond supporters. I'm one of the brave few that made it makes it out. They've been to Marvel twice this year, believe it or not. But um a lot of us don't want to do it. And with the way the umpires are treating us, mate, we're just such a hard done by club. Oh, God.
2: You're only harming your own you're only harming the Richmond footy club by not rocking up to Marvel Stadium games.
1: Oh, absolutely. See, I'm actually with everybody else on this because I rock up mm. to those games. I'm yeah. not one of the ones that doesn't. It upsets me. And what else? What The other thing that upsets me as well, and I mean, look, I, <laughs> I'm the first one to complain behind closed doors about it as well, but the, everyone at the moment, and it's even Dimmer coming out and they're complaining about the umpires and the free kick differentials and all that. When you post it on social media, the other fan, everyone else wins because it looks like we're, we're, we're having a sook and everyone loves the fact that we're soaking up. And, you know, if you don't mm. bite. Nothing gets said, you know what I mean? But everyone's biting at the moment. And, I mean, I know the latter came out, I think, after round eight and Richmond were clear on the bottom for free-kick differentials. Like, but we do I, – I think we do get shafted a bit. I'm not saying we've lost games because of it. It just makes it more frustrating. Mm-hmm. And on the weekend, again, like, I know Dimo obviously expressed his frustrations. But, yeah, we we think – I think uh, Brisbane had double the free-kicks we did. Does that just mean we were second of the footy a lot? I, I don't know. I don't know how to – how much to look into it. I don't think we've lost games because of it. So I'm not blaming that. It is just frustrating, especially when you're down. And I think that's why we've soaked a bit is because we've lost a bit more this year than we used mm. to. And then when you look at the free kick count, the first thing you go to is, oh, but the bloody umpires. So I don't like to umpire bash. It is frustrating, but yeah, it's not it's not their fault. And I think it just makes everybody look like a sook when you use
2: that as an excuse. Yeah, exactly. And it's just cl- it's clickbait. and um, I mean, it's the same with, with Carlton. It's the same with all the big clubs. Um, you know, The fans... Uh, a compl- like, like to complain they like to jump up and down about things which creates more media attention and that, this is why this is happening um you know if this was uh, a Saint Kilda who we're about to talk to uh, we're about to talk about it wouldn't be you know as publicized as it is for Richmond no but just so,
1: it's a na- the nature of being one of the bigger clubs in the league mm-hmm. it's just what you're subjected to and it's I'd rather be the bigger, a bigger club than, than yeah, not, absolutely. so I'll, I'll take it any day of the week. But, yeah, it, it is a bit frustrating, especially when it's your own supporter base because you're just thinking, you're embarrassing the rest of yeah,
2: us. Yeah, I know. No, no, I feel like that as well, with the Blues. I know. yeah, It's ridiculous. Um, anyway. But certainly wouldn't want to be a St Kilda supporter because they are a basket case at the moment. 111 point loss to the Bulldogs and he's kicking four goals for the match.
1: That's so terrible. Yeah, I terrible. mean, they they'll never expected to beat the Bulldogs, but not no. not to lose like that.
2: On Mar- at Marvel as well, where they play their best footy.
1: Exactly right. I mean, so do the dogs.
2: The dogs do, but, but come you,
1: you still put up a yeah. fight. You still put up a fight. That was
2: for a team that was expected to play finals and top four, beating the top four this year. Yeah, so everyone
1: had massive hopes to St Kilda. Their percentage
2: is. Shocking! It's like low seventies.
1: Well, I think they've had five or four or five games this year where they've lost by over fifty points, yeah. which is massive. I know one of them was us; we've beaten by eighty six. I lost mm. now by what one hundred and eleven. You said yep. on the weekend, so they've had some massive losses. I don't know what to put it down to. I, don't, I haven't watched a hell of a lot of St Kilda games in the last few weeks, just because, or well, to put it bluntly, they're not. It's not exciting to watch. Mm. But I really don't know what to put it down to. I know poor kicking hurt last week for them, but I mean they kicked five three, so they weren't inaccurate. They just didn't have many scoring mm. shots.
2: Yeah, they were, yeah, they were terrible. They were lifeless. Speaking of
1: scoring shots, the Bulldogs kicked 21 goals, 18. exactly right. They
2: completely dominated them.
1: Like, it was, oh, did you see the St Kilda supporter in the crowd reading the book? Yeah, (laughs) great. That was funny. That was funny. I mean, (laughs) I feel bad because, you know, we've all sat through those kind of losses and they're not fun. Mm. Um, Good on her for not leaving. I'm sure there wouldn't have been a St Kilda supporter in sight after three-quarter time, but good on her for hanging around. But, yeah, that's... It's not a good look for the club. And where to from here for the Saints?
2: Yeah, I know. Like, what do you do now? Like, they're not going to play finals, let's be honest.
1: No, and that's the thing. And then we spoke, we, like you said, we spoke about them finishing top four and that was their expectation. Mm. And they had a good year last year. They played finals and all the rest of it. But where to now? Yeah. Like, it, or is it just an off year and they'll bounce back next year? Or do we expect them to. They can't rebuild. They've no. got a young list already. And they've
2: already. bought players, like experienced players for the now. Exactly. So like they don't have a lot of years up their sleeves, do they? No. To, I mean, to,
1: blokes like Dan Hanbury is getting older. Yeah, he, got, I can't see him playing a hell of a lot of footy. Brad injured Crouch. He's injured. Crouch. Brad Hill. Hill. Paddy Ryder. Exactly. Ryder. Like they're all I wouldn't old. be surprised if he finishes up this yeah. year. I hope he, I like watching Paddy Ryder play when he's at his best, so I hope he plays a bit mm. more, bit longer, but um I
2: can't, James Frawley another one. Frawley. You know, like, they're it's there from for now. Yeah, yeah, like they're all getting on. Like they I don't know what's going on there. It's, um,
1: and then you've got blokes like Jack Higgins and Dan Butler. I mean, I'm, I've picked out the two Richmond guys, but blokes like them that haven't really been performing and almost no. should be getting a look at VFL just to sort of pull their head in a little bit, mm. which is disappointing because you bring in names like that. And even I expect, I mean, Butler had a fantastic year last year. I'm not taking yeah. that away, but this year it's hard when the ball's not coming into the forward line, but they really have been a bit of a disappointment, at, you know, yeah. to be blunt, to be brutally honest.
2: Yeah. Terrible. And our, um, our good mate on this podcast, Richo, um, messaged me yesterday and he said, make sure you slate the Saints on the podcast because they are the worst team in the competition right now.
1: I think that's so, harsh. I think worst team in the competition That's comp how passionate is harsh. you get. And no, we no, know no, Richo,
2: I, we know Richo, he loves his Saints. We you know he loves his Saints. He likes coming on when they lose. So Absolutely.
1: We should give him another call actually, surprise <laughs> call in. But um, no, nah, I, yeah, I don't think they're the worst side in the comp because they'll – the thing with the Saints is they could turn around next week and they all show up and have a great day and they have Guess a win. Who they win. play next
2: week? Who? North Melbourne. Oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: well, okay. After next week, we'll discuss who's the worst side in the comp. If North Melbourne win next week, then I'm, I've got no hope for St Kilda. But mm. I, I think Saints will win. I mean, surely, they surely they win. That They think they have to win this one. Yeah, they, they have can't to. afford to lose it. But if Saints show up, the, the players they've got, like some of the ones we mentioned, and even their younger guys, they've got some guns. Mm. It's just a matter of them showing up on the day so if they rock up they'll you know who knows what they can do but they haven't done enough for me this year to see them going anywhere yeah
2: no, no they're, they're cooked um, and I feel for because Brett Ratton's their coach and obviously being a Carlton man Carlton legend like I, I want him to do good and it's not not great seeing him struggle like he is now um, that's the only thing I want to see improve from St Kilda is you know I want to see Ratton succeed as a coach but Like, if they can continue this on, he might not even survive. You know?
1: What? yeah, that's... That's the thing. Clubs are so quick to just kick coaches out now, so who knows? I hope he gets more of a chance, but how do you go from having a season like last year to this? Uh, They have to pinpoint something, and something has to change. Yeah. And whether that's the coach, I'm not sure. That's obviously... People that follow the club more closely than I do will have a much better idea than me, but yeah, something's got to change at the Saints.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well... The Adelaide Crows were in a similar position last year where they were definitely the worst team in the competition um, for a long period of that season. And then they've bounced back and turned it around very well this season. They just knocked off the undefeated Melbourne in incredible scenes at the Adelaide Oval on Saturday. I
1: was about to say the Crows had a really good start to the year, like surpassed all our expectations. And then they lost the last five in a row. And I thought, well, here you go. They've got Melbourne. There's six in a row mm. and right back to where we probably expected them to be early on. But... I know it was only a point, but to get that one-point win against them was huge. Go Crum.
2: Crazy. And this how were the scenes in that last oh, two minutes of the mental. game? Mental.
1: So I, I went back and, you know, how the AFL do those, the final two minutes yeah. videos, and I went and watched that, um, and it was it was fantastic. And I've, I've sort of been one of the people that isn't the biggest fan of Adelaide in the last few years, maybe because of the grand final mm. rivalry a few years ago. But seeing them uh, have that win and, uh, you know, over a team that probably should have been 10 and zip right now, well, definitely should have been yeah. 10 and zip right now, was... Uh, Fantastic, and we spoke about it before with the uh, the umpiring thing, but these supporters weren't happy.
2: No, they weren't they weren't probably fair enough. I think that non-holding the ball decision um, against Ben Keys was probably the, the main one, I think. I think that shouldn't that should have been paid holding the ball and then Tex doesn't kick that goal and they can probably hold on to it there. The deliberate one though, that's sort of come out, hasn't it and looks like Charlie Spargo it's, it's come off him.
1: Yeah, so, so that, th- this is the one that bother. when I say bothers me, it doesn't really bit. you know what I mean. It kind of bothers me because this is the one that the AFL has come out and they've said um, – I've lost my thought, my thought, My trying to thought now. The <laughs> AFL has come out and said, yeah, we got this decision wrong. That should have been a deliberate out of bounds. Yeah. But you've looked – we've seen the other footage now where it's actually come off Spargo's hand. Yeah. And that's why it's gone. So the ball's deviated once it's hit his hand. He was looking for his teammate who was right there. I can't remember the teammate's name off the top of my head now which one it was, but – He was right there, and that's where it was going. So I, I think that was the fair call. It came off the hand, wasn't a deliberate free kick. The holding the ball that wasn't paid that should have been. They should have come out and said that was wrong because he had, he had almost half an hour there that he could have got rid of the ball, and he just held on to it. And obviously, like you said, text the goal and they win the game. So I think that was the wrong call. The deliberate though, I think they got right, and the AFL has actually got it wrong by apologising.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's um, yeah, that's that's fair enough, but. I love it though if that, if that didn't happen probably the scenes yeah we wouldn't be talking about how crazy the Adelaide Oval was imagine being there
1: oh it would have been mental especially as an Adelaide fan i mean yeah. it's such a um it's a sanctuary there for them if that's the word you want to use yeah. for it they love it down there it's a it's a haven for the Adelaide supporters and ports fans alike when yep. they're down there so it would have been unreal to be there as a crows yep. fan question i have i want to ask you is what are your th- The AFL's done it a few times this year. What are your thoughts on the AFL coming out and admitting that they've made mistakes in key moments? Because it's happened a few times now with the Brisbane-Geelong game. It's happened now, and I think it happened a couple of weeks ago as well, where it was a last-minute decision that wasn't paid or was paid that shouldn't have been, and they've come out and apologised. I know if it happened to me, or if it happened to the Tigers, and I saw it, I think it would almost frustrate me more because... You know that they've got it wrong already. Then when they admit it, it's like, cool, you've admitted it, but nothing changes and we still lose the game or, you know, whatever's, whatever's happens happened. But I don't know. And do you think it probably puts more scrutiny on the umpires because now people are saying, well, look how many wrong decisions mm. they've made all year and it puts – like they don't cop it enough. I mean, I'll, I know a couple of weeks ago I was giving it to them and I've you know I've already opened up about that a little bit. But um, it just – I feel like it opens them up for more scrutiny.
2: It does. It's, uh, uh, like what does it achieve? Like it's not going to – it doesn't change anything, does it? No, unless so. you
1: turn around and say, we're changing the result yeah, of this game. which is not going to happen. You can't do that because you, you, that's the thing. You still don't know what's going to happen. They pay that deliberate. He might kick it out in the full mm. and the Crows still win. Yeah. So you just don't know. You can't make it's all that all hypotheticals. Decision. Exactly. So when you apologise, I mean, it's maybe a small bit of solace for some of the fans that, you know, wanted the decision to be paid. And at least they go, well, at least we know we were right, but you still lose the game. So yeah. I don't think it changes much and could probably probably be um, left without being said.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, buddy Franklin, he's charging his way to 1,000 goals. He kicked six on the weekend <laughs> against the Dockers. He's hungry. He wants yeah, it. He really does. He wants it. It's crazy how good he's playing. Oh, through for it, his age. For his
1: age, for the injury and troubles he's had. He missed a whole year of footy, and he's, he's, the, he's becoming the
2: buddy of old almost. Oh, it's so good to watch.
1: He's right. fantastic to watch. He's um oh, he's just an unbelievable player. He has to be one of the best of all time. That's what I mean.
2: He's one of the best of all time, and we're seeing him still playing at a very high level. So we've got to really take it. I mean, not take it for granted. Sorry. Um, so it's, it's, it's great. And I hope he gets gets to a thousand. He probably won't get it this year. No, no, he It'll won't get a stretch, it. He's, he's going
1: to kick 40. I think he's got 40 goals off. He won't get it this year. Geez,
2: would you doubt him though?
1: No, I mean, it wouldn't, su- I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he did it, but I just, no. it's not for the, the way Swans are going. Um, He's not playing every game. Some, they're sometimes managing him as well. Yeah, it's true. So I don't. I don't think he'll kick forty more goals this year. Forty goals is a fair amount in any season from the beginning. But he's already wildly nine rounds in nearly yeah. or whatever it is. And um, yeah, I don't. I don't see him getting it this year. I'm hoping he plays on one more year just to kick it. I'd love to see him yeah. kick a thousand goals. And like you said, one of the greatest players of all time. And we're able to watch him play and appreciate it. Like that's why I was spewing in round two or three whenever it was. Richmond played the Swans and he didn't play. I was leading because mm. I want to watch it you know you want to see these guys out there and people our age have been lucky enough to see some of you know the all-time greats from Gary Ablett Chris Jard um, and some of the blokes still playing now and you know and Martin um, Franklin it's just yeah. a privilege to watch these guys yeah. play so I want to lap up Buddy as much as I can and I'm hoping he gets pretty close to the thousand so it, you know gives him an incentive to play next year
2: yeah for sure I hope he plays forever he's great to watch has you he reached
1: the end of his seven-year deal Remember, remember when they signed him and he everyone signed. said he won't finish, he won't play that long? He signed on in 2014. Yeah, I think he's...
2: It's at seven years.
1: I think he's made it.
2: Yeah, must be. Surely was they, it seven years or nine years? Might have been nine. It? I can't remember. I it was so long ago yeah, now. It was I, a while I hope, ago.
1: I, hope, I just hope he signs on for one more year, whatever it yeah. is, just to get him... I reckon he will. ...at 1,000 goals. Well, yeah. if he continues his form, he will. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, hopefully he doesn't get injured. Touch wood. He doesn't... And, um, you know, no more injuries for him. And he yeah. can stay fresh. And yeah, kick that 1,000... I hope it's in Melbourne because I'd love to run out under the G and get around him.
2: Yeah, well, I ran on when he kicked his 100 um, in 2008.
1: Geez, that must have been a bit bittersweet for you.
2: The Ferb game as well? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It was got one of the well, things I'll never forget running on for Buddy Franklin when he kicked his 100th goal. But then when Ferb was on 99 and the atmosphere in that ground was something you will never be able to um, describe, really. It was crazy. Um, and then Alistair Clarkson decided to flood the black... But flood the. Wow, I can't even talk. Flood Alistair fly the back line. <laughs> fly the back line. Sorry, I'm no, just choked up about I it as so well. caught up in the moment. Um, I get choked
1: up about it as well. I only think Alistair Clarkson has not copped enough flack for that for what he did there. Terrible. That that's honestly disgusting. Mm. I know Hawthorne's was like, oh, ah now stuff him, you know, it's Buddy's moment. That will never happen again. The two well, Little it's going to be rare that one player is going to geek 100 in a year. Little on two on the same oh, night. were 80
2: points up. That's well, the thing.
1: If it was a close game, mm. fair enough. You don't want to lose, especially because of what was coming towards. Fall. They won the flag that yeah. year. It, you were eighty points up. Let let um, Fev kick his hundredth. You know he kicked. What he kicked seven that night.
2: Yeah, in the second half.
1: Yeah. Mm. Let the man kick. You know what I mean. Don't or no, don't no. let him, but don't double team him, triple yeah. team him, play one on one. If he kicks it, he kicks it. Let the fans have their moment. You that you've stolen a moment from football there, and that that's a yeah. um, it's a criminal act towards the game.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely um well speaking of all-time greats ben cousins the man made we, a return last week to our local footy
1: he did he did we forgot to mention it on last week's podcast but it was great to see him back out there i mean people have mixed opinions on ben cousins um you know he's done some pretty interesting things in his life um <laughs> to say the least well that's um, a nice way of putting it yeah depending how you look at it, he's obviously made a lot of mistakes in his life and all that and i mean Seeing him play local footy, that doesn't mean he's obviously, you know, turned the page and he's on the right path. But I hope that's where it's headed towards. And it's just good that he looked healthy again. I mean, he looked, he looked as incredible as ever. He was (laughs) jacked. Yeah. Um, Very good. Yeah. So I'm really happy for him to see him back out there. I hope he's turning his life around because, you know, you don't, it doesn't matter who it is. You don't want to see anybody go down that path. So hopefully he's on the right track. But, um, best, good luck to him for getting back out there.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. All the, and yeah, I hope, I hope he has turned the page and, um, yeah, he's enjoying life again and um, and on the straight and narrow because, I mean, a man so young as well and um, had such a privileged life being an AFL player, especially in Perth as well, he was the king of Perth. Prince of Prince Perth. Prince of Perth is what they were calling him. So, um, yeah, let's hope he, he gets back to that and has the help around him. But good early steps anyway.
1: Exactly right. And it was a real shame, I guess, with Ben Cousins because, like you mentioned earlier, one of the greats of the game, greatest of all time, but... I guess it's always a little bit tarnished now because mm. of this. And it's sort of not, he's not looked upon the same as someone like a Judd is and all that because yeah. his career probably did finish that bit early. And, you know, obviously everything else that happened with the drug use and all the rest of it. So it's a bit disappointing. But yeah, hopefully he can turn things around and, um, you know, put his life back on track.
2: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to round 11. And it all starts on Friday night between the Western Bulldogs and Melbourne, the top of the table clash. At Marvel Stadium, this is going to be an absolute ripper.
1: Well, this is going to be the game that separates the two because at the moment yeah. it's only percentage. So this will make one team a game clear of the other and we're in for an absolute belter, I reckon. Um, yep. I still think the Dogs, I think the Dogs are uh, at home, especially at Marvel Stadium, they work it so well and it's hard to tip against a team that just won by 111 points on the weekend and then a team that probably should have won or definitely should have beaten Adelaide. Mm. So yeah, they'll be firing and ready to bounce back, but I'm still going to give this one to the Dogs.
2: Yeah, I think Dogs as well, just because it's at Marvel. They're just too good there. Way too good. Uh Saturday afternoon we've got Collingwood and Geelong at the MCG. Geelong quite comfortably here. They're starting to hit some really good form.
1: Yeah, Geelong are playing fantastic footy at the moment and I mean, I know Collingwood only just lost to Port Adelaide on the weekend. If anyone watched that game, it was one of the worst games of football. So I'm not get yeah, I can't give much to Collingwood at the moment, so all Geelong for me.
2: Yeah. Uh Brisbane and GWS at the Gabba. Can't see Brisbane losing at the moment. They're just on fire, especially at the Gabba as well. Not with beast mode, the no, barometer. Yeah. Mate, as long as Bruce Matheson's
1: out there, you, you, no one's going to beat the Lions this year. Nah. So, yeah, Brisbane for me.
2: <laughs> uh, St. Kilda at North Melbourne at Marvel. <sighs> I actually don't know. <laughs> oh, God. St. Kilda, please. They, they need this. They drop this. Oh, boy. We'll get Richo one next week. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: no. Yeah, it's, yeah, we keep getting him one after I lost the poor guy. He's been through a lot this week too.
2: Yeah, he has. He has. Yeah. He, uh, Shout out to Richard. Yeah, I hope you're
1: recovering well, mate.
2: Broken nose and um, bit of a nose job after getting a knock in footy. So um, yeah, he's <laughs> he's not in a great way. He's uh, not had the best of weekends footy wise, and 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 he's just every day living life. So. Um, all the best, Richo, and I hope you're recovering well. I think he's out of hospital now, but he's got a nice little uh, bandage around his nose and um, he might have a new nose when that comes off. He's Michael uh, Jackson-esque. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't>
1: know. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> well, no, I was, I was actually going to go north just to go against the grain and, you know, go out on the limb there, but for Richo, I'll go Saints. I think they're going to yeah. bounce back and uh, they need to win this.
2: Yeah, they do. They do. Saints for me. Uh, Gold Coast Hawthorne. Up in Darwin, Saturday night.
1: Jeez, that's a interesting place to play. We saw it last year. They played there a few times. It, it was, was
2: yeah, a couple of games there last year. I think Dreamtime Carlton played there Carlton against Gold Coast, there. and it was very, um, very humid and slippery, and yeah, which is what you can expect up game. there. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. So I'm giving this one to the Suns for that reason because I yeah. think they're used to those slippery conditions playing in Queensland a lot. So I'm going to give it to them.
2: Yeah, Gold Coast as well. Uh, West Coast Essendon at Optus.
1: I just can't see yeah, them winning at Optus. West, the West
2: Coast at home are just too good. Yeah, if it, it was in Melbourne, I'd probably yeah. I'd
1: be closer tipping Essen a bit up no, for the Optus yep. Stadium advantage. Definitely West Coast for me. Yep.
2: Sunday we've got Richmond and Adelaide at the MCG. <laughs> Jesus, can't this, drop this. The to Togs. No, it? I was
1: about to say this is like, we're like the Saints in this situation. We have to win this one. I mean, we're the heavy favourites, but if we get the players that we're supposed to get back in, then I think we're uh, we, we'll win this one. But um, yeah, I'll tip us either way. But we need we need to win this because we're five and five right now and. We're sitting out the top eight, like I mentioned yeah. earlier.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think you, there's no chance we'll drop this, um, especially at the G for that Adelaide Oval. Maybe who knows? Nah, I think yeah, you'll win quite easily there. Uh, Sydney and Carlton at the SCG. Um, geez, we we play at the three twenty time slot on a Sunday a lot, so you love this time. We're don't very you? used to this time slot. Um, but we're on the road this week. This is a huge game huge for both teams.
1: Well, it's sort of make or break in terms of playing finals, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think if we drop this, it's going to be very hard. Um, but if we win this, then we're right back in the mix. So It's
1: tough away from home. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I think, well, we've got Jack Martin coming back this week, so that's going to be a big in. He's huge. Um, but then we don't know what's happening with Lockie Plowman as well. So it's a tough one. I'm. I think Sydney just because they're there at home. Like I can
1: say, I was only going to go to the Swans for the home ground advantage, and they have been in good form this yep. year. But it's a, it's this is probably going to be one of the better matches of the round, I reckon. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm going to have to go Sydney.
2: Yeah, me too. Um, final game of the round we've got Port Adelaide and Frio at the Adelaide Oval. Nah, Port. Yeah. I mean, Frio the, Frio are only good at home.
1: Well, that's what I was about to say. If it was at if it was in WA yep. Port. Don't play well away from home yeah, either. these so two,
2: they, they hate playing away, both these teams.
1: Exactly. So they're gonna, I think Frey are going to have a hard time, especially with the Port Adelaide crowd down there. They're not yeah. going to have an easy day down there. And, um, yeah, Port will get the win.
2: Yep. Yeah, Port for me as well. All right, well, that is round 11. That is the halfway mark of the season. Can you believe it?
1: That's come really quick. Ridiculous. That's flown by.
2: Ridiculous. Um, and, yeah, they usually say after round 11, round 12, the ladder doesn't change too much. Cheers, so. I hope it does. <laughs> Could be another ninth finish for the
0: Tites. Oh, don't do that, mate. That'll <laughs>
1: break will break my heart. I know I've seen a lot of success recently, but finishing ninth will kill me. I'd rather finish I'd rather finish towards the bottom than ninth. It would it would break my heart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it'd be great. Flashbacks for what, ten years ago, a decade ago, when this used to happen all the time. Mate, so less, than <laughs> less than that. Less than that. Less than that. Yeah. yeah. So um, but no, that, that is that is us done for this episode. Um, make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, yeah, give us as many reviews as possible. That's what helps us um, get better every week and helps us get the podcast out there. So please leave a review if you can. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors.
1: Yes, we do. A million ma. So thank you to them for sponsoring us. As always, they're doing a great job with the things they're doing at the moment.
2: Yeah, and Retrojet Prince, go ends.
1: Woo! Special mention to ENDS, actually, before we finish up as well. It was his birthday yesterday. So, a big happy birthday to ENDS. And, uh, you know, obviously one of our big sponsors of the show. So, happy birthday, mate. Hope you've had a great day. And uh, as you said, go
2: ENDS. Go ENDS.
0: Woo!